Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the mean folks can't even grow. Can't help it. Okay, we're in our shiny new car. <laughs> we're, wait, what? <laughs> Got a new, uh, a new laptop. Because the other one was not working out. <laughs> I bought that one for you a few years ago for a Christmas present, but it had been refurbished. It was a refurbished Hewlett Packard. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means that somebody owned it before, and then they gave it back to Hewlett Packard, and Hewlett Packard fixed it up, and I gave it to you. Oh. Well, I I just don't need a computer. You don't? I, mean, I really, I do everything... My, your whole world's my on that iPad. Tablet, yeah, my tablet <laughs> or, your phone. or whatever. My tablet is... Four, five, six, maybe six years. Couldn't be. Is it that old? It's that old. Jesus. But it, I do, I I look at pretty pictures and I, yeah. <laughs> I there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, brain knowledge needed for these things. <laughs> no, and, and Apple products are much more intuitive. These, well, it's because these... we're all becoming the world of Wally, as I've said many times before. <laughs> Dinner in a cup. Fabulous! <laughs> don't the end of Wally? Don't they land on the planet? Yes, and they they want to work and grow things. I don't know. I'd much rather have a computer bring me things. Yeah, I know. Oh, and those new Amazon computers. I know. Hey, you want one of those? Yes, don't you? I do. <laughs> they look super cute. Well, they're completely useless, of course. It's well, just, it's that's just the a, idea of it's it. It's a mobile Alexa device. Yeah, that's all that it is. Put a beer on it and send it to yeah, you. Yeah, that's person. kind of funny. And you can't have. Multiple levels, and you can't have multiple surfaces because it. it I can't, it can't go over a, a, a door a rug sill. Or yeah, sure, but mm, it can't go upstairs. You know, anything. it's gonna fall over. It's got three wheels. Yeah, it? yeah, it's gonna fall over. No, um, no. Yeah, and we spent a week in the Outer Banks, which went by and was the very flash nice. And, and Avon, Avon, and in then, the middle of freaking nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, but I it was worth the extra couple of hours. Oh no, no, no! I thoroughly, I of course, my whole purpose of going to the beach is the beach. And we happened to be with a big group of friends, so that was fantastic. Yeah. But because Kevin just asked me, what was your favorite part? Well, aside from the people, it was the beach. We yeah. could walk out the back of the house. You had to walk over a dune. But once yeah. you got over the dune, you were in the wall. I mean, you know, you were on the beach. Hurricane and, Fiona was sending in some ferocious waves. And I actually had a slight. Uh, oh, you got caught in that undertow. I got caught in an undertow. So did I. <laughs> That's scary. Well, I, uh, you are a slightly more accomplished swimmer than I am. I was on one of those child's, it was a child's boogie board, literally. It had a uh, dolphin on it, and some child had written Hannah Montana across the dolphin. It was a child's boogie board that I picked up for a dollar at a thrift store. But I knew, you know, I used them in the sand as yeah. tabletop. You were, you were. <laughs> yeah, no, they're very versatile, but the, you were holding out of that thing. And I went out, and, and I'm like, I can still feel the bottom, I can still feel the bottom. <laughs> I can't feel the bottom anymore. There, you could see the riptides all up and down the beach. And I got back in. I I had a little panic attack, and I'm just like, don't let go of the boogie board. Don't no. let go of the boogie board. <laughs> and I got back in, and Lori's like, you were really far out. I know. Yeah, I, same thing <laughs> happened to me. One minute, John's five feet, five, I was going to say meters, five yards away from me. And the next minute, I'm like, why is he 20? <laughs> it, was, you, it was a thing. And, and sensation of... I'm kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking, and I'm not and you moving. Can, you, can, you can feel a current. It's uh, like well, you're in a I, river. I just, uh, my whole thing was, I'm not moving. Yeah. I am not moving. I didn't have a boogie board either, but I was well, in mm, Yeah, but John was right there with a the surfboard. He I would have completely me. flipped out if I'd not had something. But, um, so. yeah, but we made it safely out. First Yay. world problems, dodging us. So, <laughs> yeah, so we so uh, this particular rental was a Saturday to a Saturday. We got there on a Saturday, obviously, because I just said that. 
and I think Wednesday we started getting the, the rough serve. Yeah, the, the rough serve, and it was like you came up the steps into the into the kitchen area, and all of us there's twelve of us, and we're all just kind of like, "Holy shit! The the ocean looks angry." <laughs> <laughs> it really did. But the first few days, the ocean water was in the eighties. Oh, it, it was clear, was big, rideable waves. I was able to get my ocean. I'm and, doing the uh, fix. Fix. <laughs> I got my ocean fix. But that, yeah, that that Wednesday, it started coming in hard and heavy. It was scary. Yeah, and everybody each night, um, a couple people would do the dinner, and uh, we did tacos. <laughs> well, you know, hey, they liked them, the you know, yeah. The food was good, but it was a great week. And uh, anyway, we're back, and we are going to uh, let's talk some crime, shall we? Okay. And this is uh, forensic. Our old friend, right? <laughs> Can't get enough of these things. Forensic files. Forensic files. Season ten. Season ten. Episode thirty-eight. Episode thirty-eight. I do. I do have a, a statement of umbrage. Okay. So uh, you, <laughs> you're like when he was describing because you know Kevin does all the work. You know everybody. Mm-hmm. Good company know that. in the car. <laughs> Kevin does all the work, and Kevin's like, oh, I think you'll like this one. It's kind of funny. It's, uh, it's the, a little sexy. Twisted. It's twisted. It's got all these weird things. He says, but it's it's what you always say with a couple, how one of the people's really good looking and one of the people's really, she was good looking and he was really ugly. And then I looked at the guy and I'm like, I'm fatter than that. <laughs> but he was a pig. He was kind of like a big pervy guy. I, yeah. But it was just really funny because the whole time I'm like, wait a minute, I'm bigger than him. It was kind of funny. So uh, the, the punny name for this episode is High and Dry. High and Dry. So let's head to Land Lakes, Wisconsin, and it's 2004. I've been there. And it's the autumn of 2000. You have? Yes. You've been you, to Land Lakes? I, you know you know, in the movie, like Fargo and stuff, when yeah. they, yeah, you'll betcha, they really talk well, like Oh, we get that. some of that. One of the guys. And you, and, <laughs> but the funny part is, is you don't think it's real. Uh, yeah, it, sounds, it seems like a fake. Because it doesn't seem real. And then and, and you almost want to call them on it, and they yeah. really talk like that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. Funny. If you're not used to it, it's just a regional accent it's yeah just, but if you're not used to it it's i love it take you back a little so it's the autumn of 2004 and ken johnson has just got the news that his 28 year old daughter was dead and did you notice on the gas station sign behind him that gas was 2.99 a gallon back in 2004 yeah i feel like it should have been less well that, i don't i don't i you don't notice that stuff i, don't pay attention I do to that stuff, man. <laughs> anyway <laughs> we get a 911 call for the ages so yeah, um, Janelle Plude is on the Plude. floor of the bathroom. The I did that. The name, name is Plude. Plude, and it's almost as bad as Pam Hupp. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's declared dead on the scene, and the death appears to be accidental. 39 capsules of Fioraset are found in the trash can next I, to the I toilet. I was like, what the hell is Fioraset? is a barbiturate. It's made with codeine, and it had been prescribed like codeine. for Janelle's uh, migraines. Why not? Does it codeine, make you sick? Codeine gives, like... Um, codeine makes me sick to my stomach. You know how, uh, this is the only way I can describe it. So you know how some people are like, I can't drink whiskey because it makes me mean? Or yeah. Kid? Codeine... Codeine's like an angry drug. I don't know. I don't like codeine. Huh. 
So in the past, when I've had pain issues, like you know, morphine and Percocets and all that, yeah. but codeine, ugh, I no. don't like codeine's giving me an off. Well, it's not a problem. You, I mean, oh no, no, how no, often it's do you get not. prescribed painkillers? But, but. <laughs> but I was like, codeine, ew, codeine, I don't like codeine. Okay. I had a friend of mine. He passed away recently, and another friend of ours was in a, a had a, a stroke and was in a nursing home. Oof. My other friend said to me, "I've got a bunch of stockpiled painkillers, so if I ever go." I want, you know, I want somebody to, if I'm ever in a state like that, I want somebody to give them to me. Well, not too many months later, he had a heart attack in the middle of the night. Oof. And his close friend, I said, do you didn't have a defiance? He's like, yeah, he had Oof. a bottle next to, under his well, bed you, saying. You know what, though? There are people, I know a lot of people who'd rather take themselves out than lead a life of. Yeah, uh, of being, being a vegetable being, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway, here's prosecutor Al Moustakis, who has a Greek accent and the map of Greece on his face. Very Greek <laughs> What we had here were levels of fioricet with codeine in Janelle's uh, system. Uh, and we, I think they were calculated to be about 20 times the lethal level. Oh, he said it was 20 times the lethal limit of fioricet in her system. Even, I can't but, even wrap my head around But that, that was later when we see the lab work, it wasn't 20 times. It was in the lethal range, but it was only in the lethal range. It wasn't 20 times the lethal range. Right. He was overstating that. but. Nah. So the drug had irritated her stomach so much that she vomited it, most of it back up, and then she passed out while she was throwing up in the toilet bowl, and then she drowned. The pathologist labeled it a suicide by Fioraset, assisted by drowning, and I think that's that very seems, weird. Yeah, that sounded a weird phrasing. All of this part in the beginning of this one, I had a lot of wait, what? It's what? strange. But wait, wait, wait till we get into the description stuff. But all this time, I'm like, wait, can that happen? Yeah, I don't think that can happen. Janelle's mother. They were living with. Uh, Doug's mother, so Janelle's mother-in-law was in the next room asleep and said she didn't hear anything until her son burst in the room saying Janelle's dead. Which led me to believe... He's already saying she's dead, not like, yeah. Well, I, without without going to be a spoiler alert, I think there's a possibility he may have drugged her. Oh, he might have, yeah. Because yeah. she didn't wake up. You mean to tell me all that sound and stuff going on and you didn't hear that? Yeah. Well, investigators now learn that Janelle may have been feeling despondent. Their words, not mine. She and her husband, Doug, both worked low-paying jobs at a local factory and were deeply in debt. Detective Sergeant David Dobbs with the great Wisconsin accent <laughs> surmises the situation. It was nine, ten years, and her life was going north. No children. They're financially strapped. They're poor motor vehicles living under his mother's roof. She wanted out. Okay, Dave, keep the gloves on. He describes yeah. them kind of, it was kind of shitty, but, you know, kind of on the nose there, Dave. But this is when we get the first mention of Janelle questioning her sexuality and wondering if a traditional marriage was right for her. And here is Ronald Maris. He's a PhD. Uh, he's a suicidologist. Is that a thing? Apparently it is. I have never heard of that, a suicidologist. It sounds fake. Here he is. Her sexual preference was something that would not have been well accepted in that small town. That coming out and telling people about it would have been more stressful in that situation as opposed to a major city. So then we get Lil Johnson. She's Janelle's mom, and she is incredibly level-headed for... Um, a mom from Wisconsin to be as cool and as sightful. I just wasn't her. I just was not expecting her to be this objective, loving, and supportive. So for me to leave from oh, she was leading a heterosexual life, and she's discovered or, or admitted that she's gay. Then the next step means suicide. I mean that never, that that just never crossed my mind at all. That doesn't make sense. 
So yeah, her mom was like, she so loves her. Yeah, yeah. It's her mom, mom. But her mom is like, her parents really, really, really. They cared loved her. For yeah, her, they really obviously. loved her. And yeah. her mom was like, so she's gay, and she automatically kills herself. It's like that's that doesn't make sense. Right. That's, that doesn't work. Like, what was it? The movie that um, Sharon Stone starred in, where she became famous because she crossed her legs. That basic instinct. Basic instinct, basic right? Instinct. And yeah, that yeah. But wasn't that like all lesbians are murderers for a well, while. Remember that, that label? It was just like that's why, that label that they've always given to gays, lesbians, uh, people who have, who are uh, uh, when you uh, bipolar, uh-huh. and schizophrenic. They say all these things, and that seems like, in my limited understanding of it, that almost makes it harder for them to be the murderer. Yeah, because they got other shit they got to worry about. Along the same line, we learned another. <laughs> Along the same line, we learned another reason Janelle was probably down was that her college roommate had committed suicide the year before and had sent her a letter saying that she never stopped loving her and this is the only way out. And apparently, it was maybe a relationship, an intimate relationship. Well, college relationships, they kind of happen, you know. Sighing as I write you these last words, my love, never will I be able to say how very sorry I am that this deed that I'm about to commit. There is no other way that I am able to say I never stop my deep love for you. So, yeah, that's just awful. The, you know, it's suicide notes are, all, are just terrifying to me. They learned that Janelle had sent out an email to her friends a few days before all of this happened. Just to let you all know, I may be gone from this day forward. To all of you who are Doug's friends, please be there for him. My love to all of you. We'll miss you all very much. I never meant to cause this much hurt, but I have to do this. So the little bit that they played for us, I say bullshit. If I got an email from a friend of mine and it had those kind of tones to it, I'd be like, so we learned later it was a little manipulation from forensic files. So yeah, it sounds bad, but when you actually hear it in context, that was just some some wrangling from those guys. Uh, Her family doesn't buy this at all. Her dad said he isn't going to let this get swept under the rug. It's not going to be labeled a suicide. He thinks it's something else. I said this is not right. And... I want to make sure that it was not going to be swept under the rug and just called a suicide when very likely it may not have been. Again, the pathologist has found lethal levels of fluorescent in her system. They find water in her lungs. They see that the bottom of her esophagus is burned with stomach acid from vomiting the drug because it didn't have that protective coating on it. She had apparently taken the capsules and emptied all of the powder out of the 39-odd capsules. Maris, right out of the gate, is questioning this method of suicide. People just wouldn't kill themselves with this kind of caustic uh, opening of pills and swallowing them with water, as opposed to taking the whole pill, which you would not burn your throat. So now they look at the capsule casings, and only one has Janelle's fingerprint on it. The rest of them are completely clean. Okay. So that right there, what the fuck? Here's my first ding, ding, ding. That stuff is water soluble. Mm-hmm. So why? Why would you even bother doing why that? Why did? Why didn't he just? No, no, no. I understand he wanted the. He well, wanted, no, no, no. Her. We're still saying. Okay, we're still so working. her. So her. So if she had taken the pills apart, why would she one have cleaned up? Yeah. And two, they're water soluble. She probably would have just flushed them down. The it doesn't toilet. make any sense. The um, so they find no. Her fingerprints are on one. There's no drug residue around the toilet. There's no. There's just nothing. It's a va- absolutely clean death site. None of that made sense to the detectives. It was unusual. And capsules have ridges built inside of them to keep the capsule halves together, and to pull that apart takes some force. There was no drug residue around the sink, and Janelle's fingerprints were not found on the toilet bowl. There should have been a mess on top of that sink. Uh, There should have been powder all over the place. If someone was going to be sick, 
and they're going to be vomiting in the toilet bowl. Um, wouldn't you think they'd have their hands around it or their hands on it? But there, it, there was nothing, it, like it had been wiped clean. However, Janelle's palm prints were found on the floor next to the bowl. So yeah, her palm prints were found on the floor on either side of the base of the toilet, and Doug's left palm print is on the sink. And still, the whole time I'm questioning this, think of, okay, so I'm thinking of myself personally. I'm in the bathroom. I'm touching the sink. I'm touching the faucet. I'm touching the mirror. I'm touching the cabinet. I'm touching my... It, you tried to take fingerprints in my in my bathroom. There would be fingerprints all everywhere, over the place. and there were such limited fingerprints in this. So there had to have been some cleaning at some point done recently. Yeah, it's for it super to fishy. Have been this clean. So investigators are digging deeper. They seize the couple's computers and they get a computer forensic expert. Of course, they do to examine the hard drives, search the email, search the internet, searches all the stuff they think is gone that we all know is there. They clearly spend a shit ton of time on their computers and we're using a program called ICQ. You knew of this. You <laughs> and came down I started and laughing. <laughs> I started laughing. So. In the early 2000s, there were several uh, chat rooms that you could go to where you use most of the people, everybody I knew had one of those ball cameras. It was the shape of a ball that sat on the top of your monitor. Yeah. So every time you sent a, a, a message, it took a picture of you. Mm-hmm. So every message you sent had a picture attached okay. to it. I knew couples who, I knew people who literally, they couldn't wait to get home from work, eat, so they could get on the computer. Yeah, that was this was, couple. That was the t- that was this time frame mm-hmm. of of it was twenty uh, years of ago that, of that deeply enthralled. You're sitting at your computer. You're not doing anything around your house. You're not taking care of your dogs. You're not doing your chores. Right. You're, you're you know things are because you have to be on the computer in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> and this couple was one of those couples. Now I started laughing when I saw ICQ because there were several, and I was on. I believe I was on ICQ. <laughs> what if you? came across these guys well you know there were it was all subcategory yeah and it was a lot of i remember the <laughs> uh, being on those things and the first time someone sent me a naked picture whoa and the first thing i said i responded was is that legal i remember <laughs> saying is that legal because it never occurred to me to do that yeah, yeah. isn't that hilarious yeah it's especially considering you <laughs> yeah i know so so but what was interesting is that they were saying that this couple the the the, the flugs what are the names plude p l u d ludes excuse me the pludes had a whole other life yeah. on these internet on this internet chat room site, and it kind of showed them being it was actor re, you know portrayal, yeah. but they were sitting and the reenactment actors looked other. like each other. Yeah. Yes, they did. They very much did. They were sitting next to each other in a room on their computer with their backs to each other. Yeah, and then and then the one thing that I was reading the little thing is he was the one who was really into. Yeah, this. we learned that. We learned that at this point, narrator Peter Thomas. New forensic software developed in Australia enabled investigators to decipher the instant messages stored on the hard drives. So that's when the 2004 audience was supposed to be dazzled by the DVD being inserted into the computer. Wow, what is this? 
So they've been having hookups outside the marriage. Most of this is Doug. And we learn that Doug's interested in bondage and discipline and sadomasochism. And we get those great Polaroids of him shirtless. And yes. Yum. And I want to go back to this. Paul was not an attractive Doug. human. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> he looks like a Doug. Well, I'm going to, you can edit all that out. Leap that out. <laughs> Doug was not an attractive-looking person. He wasn't terribly good-looking. He good looking. looked literally, you know the cartoons where they take three balls and put them together? Yeah, that's him. That's what he looked like. He had a very round head. He had a very round body. <laughs> and he was not particularly attractive. No, he wasn't. So and he had big, scary glasses and a bad mustache. Remember that photo where they keep going back to him? It looks like he's on a ride in front of a supermarket. Exactly. And he's got his belt above his gut. So but that's the, never a good look. Here's the deal. But here's the deal. She it was very pretty. Was, yeah. She was she was very fit, Yeah, too. she was. So here's this really big dude and this really fit girl. Oh, he was punching above his weight. So the fit girl was what was getting him what he Yeah, needed. yeah, yeah. Yep. Because this is, that was the... In his mind, I've got her and she can bring others in. Yeah, yeah, she's the bait. Yes. And uh, that slave contract, did you see yes. that? Yes. I don't get whatever. So, I mean, the, I, mm. so Doug is pulling the marriage in a direction Janelle was not happy with, and she told her parents that she wanted out of the marriage. And here's her mom again. She valued her body, her life, just valued life in general. So it's like, so just... It, it did not make any sense that she committed suicide. So the computer also showed investigators that Janelle was going to Texas to meet a woman she had met online. This is not something someone who was suicidal would do. She's no. got something to live for. She's no. making plans. So now in the context of her wanting a divorce, what was presented as a suicide note earlier by Janelle was not that at all. It was her sending out a note to her friends saying, saying be there for Doug because I'm leaving right. him. Right. So I didn't like that forensic files. You kind of manipulated the scene. Well, but... no, but that's exactly what it, that's how it was perceived by everybody. No. Because think about it. They're not realizing anything's going on. She sends this note saying, I'm going to be, you know, support Doug, support Doug, support Doug. And then she dies. Yeah. So they're thinking, oh, this was a suicide letter. Oh, okay. You, you well, have to think of the basis of it, not the, the super basic line of it. Yes, yeah, she had a whole, and the, back to the parents. Oh, no, she could have just come home. Like yeah. her, the parents were like, she, she, we loved her. She could have come home. Yeah, she they did. They were incredibly supportive parents. Yes. So we now learn that 35-year-old Doug Plutie was a factory worker and a part-time EMT. He described their marriage as a happy one, but everybody else said it was not a happy one. He was happy with this kind of dead-end situation, but Janelle was not. He was stuck in a dead-end job, and, and he seemed to be satisfied with that, and she was not. She wanted to move on. She wanted to do better things. She wanted to go back to school again. So, yeah, we get the photo of him on the ride or whatever the hell that is. They keep going back to it. I, so they find evidence on Janelle's computer that Doug was abusive and that she definitely wanted out. And we get a little snippet from journalist Heather Schaefer. They had marital problems off and on. And they, from my understanding, tried the open marriage to try to save the marriage. And apparently Janelle had informed him that it wasn't working and that she was sure that she was a lesbian and wanted to be with a woman. So, yeah, she's accepted being gay. She wants to have a life. Good for you, Janelle. Doug continues to insist now that she drowned in the toilet. Everybody's starting to look a little fishy. So now we get Julius Belanco, and he is our first ever on Good Company in the Car forensic plumber. A forensic <laughs> plumber. If I said forensic plumber once, I've said it a hundred times <laughs> since I watched this. There are forensic 
plumbers. Okay. He's, here, he's here to tell us why what Doug said happened never happens. If a person dies, goes unconscious, passes out, they're going to fall away from the toilet. They're not going to fall into the toilet. Because if you look at the uh, weight of the body and the, you, know, you study the, the movement of it, it's going to be away from the toilet. It'll never be into the toilet. And we have many instances where that has occurred. So they used to model the oh, same wait, size wait, as Janelle. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Wait, wait, yeah. What? what? Remember, this is the other thing about this whole situation that didn't make sense to me. Toilets, while very durable, they're still they're 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 china. They're mm -hmm. it's like a big china bowl. Right. These things can break. Yeah. So imagine you. This would not have been. I broke the back of a toilet. Well, puking. you had it, but I I <laughs> I don't think that the toilet bowl breaking was ever part of the scenario. But, but I'm not sure why you're bringing it up. That I don't either. Why did I bring it up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so they used a model oh, the same size they, as Janelle. And yeah. they show okay. your shoulders. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Keep pushing through. Yeah, yeah, I am just no, for the for the sake of it. Calm down. Okay, we're gonna go all the way back. Okay. So before I brought up the toilet thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh do you want to talk about no, it? No, I, I can't remember what my point was now. <laughs> my point was somewhere along the line of why didn't the toilet break, but yeah. I don't know. No, I didn't I didn't think it was ever in danger of breaking. I don't know. Yeah. But they used to model the same size as Janelle, and it shows that she can get her head into the toilet, but not much more. Well, your head can go in the toilet. You can get nice and wet up on the top. You can actually submerge your nose, but you can't submerge your mouth and nose at the same time. It's basically impossible to do for an average adult. Well, you can stick your head in a toilet. I've stuck my head in a toilet. You have, but you can't. But the body pulls away from the toilet. As you pass out, your head is pulled back out. But you can get your head, the top of your head in the water. You can't get your face you, in there. Oh, yes, yes, you yes. You have to be you, your kind whole of forced face in there. cannot be in the water if your head gets stuck in the toilet, even with my big old head. Yeah, so it's this damning autopsy photo where you can see the rim of the bowl on her neck that gets them going. And I immediately noticed, as soon as I looked at it, there was a bruise on her neck. And I said to myself, right there, I said, oh my God, that is the rim of the toilet bowl. If you were sick and you were vomiting into the toilet, you wouldn't be getting these bruises on your neck unless some type of pressure was applied. And you see that small laceration inside the bruise, and they surmise I it was knew the what necklace. That was you did, yeah, I didn't. And uh, it was this uh, necklace she always she wore. She wore a gold rope chain. And they couldn't find yeah. it. So they took a photo of the chain and another a picture of her, and they did an overlay with transparencies, and it lined up perfectly. The, the, the links of the gold necklace lined up perfectly with the abrasions on her neck, yes. So it's all coming together. Jewelry can save you. <laughs> That's a campaign you can get yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. So they now think that Janelle was resisting being pushed into the toilet. She was resisting. That's why there's no prints on the bowl or the edges or anywhere. They're down on the floor. And I believe Doug would be standing over her because his one palm print was on the edge of the laboratory, which is right next to the toilet, where he could apply pressure to the back of the head. So Dave, the investigator, calls it his hand was resting on the laboratory. Yes. Did you hear that? And I was like, what laboratory. <laughs> even in even English would be a laboratory. It wouldn't it was be a, a funny pronunciation. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I anyway, that. dirtbag Doug is arrested and charged with first degree murder. So now they share what they thought happened the night of the murder. Doug emptied a handful of the Fioraset capsules into Janelle's drink. Gave it to her and then waited for her to go to sleep. Once she was passed out from the drug, 
He used his training as an EMT to intubate her, and he poured the other 34 capsules he'd put in, mixed into a liquid into her stomach. Then he went in the other room to wait for her to wouldn't die. That have, wouldn't that have met, made... Made her wake up? And, no, no, no. no she, if she was passed out on the drugs, it wouldn't have woke her up. But I think that there still would have been lines in her throat from the thing going Maybe, maybe not. I don't but, know. I mean, I, it's not very big. I know exactly yeah, what they're talking about. They didn't it's, mention yeah. any bruising. Um, they, no, 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 yeah. But, so he goes in the next room, and then he comes back to check on her, and she's not in bed. She's in the bathroom throwing up. Right. So then he panics, and he's like, I guess I got to drown her. So he just holds her head in the water until she drowns, and then he just improvises. Now we get the nurse from the hospital who overheard Doug speaking to Janelle's body when he thought he was alone. I heard um, Mr. Plute say to Janelle, and this, and this is exactly how he said it in his tone was, I told you not to leave me. The nurse had described it as a very chilling comment that she would never forget. And when you hear something like that, it made it sound like, yes, this was a controlling person. This was a domestic violence situation. And, and yes, he did kill her. Again, what the fuck? I don't, I don't get, I don't, I mean, it's just so bizarre. Like, he's going to tell her dead body something. Yeah. So, this, I told you not to leave me. That's and the nurse insanity. says, and he said it just like this. So, the jury deliberates for eight hours, I guess, for to make it look for seemly or whatever. He gets a guilty verdict. He gets life in prison. We see him, he's let out crying. And here's Janelle's mom one last time. This woman is so level-headed. You never think that this is going to happen to you. Not somebody you know would hurt your children. That's the most amazing thing that always is in my head. How could he? And we got our traditional forensic files roundup from all our talking heads. The injuries were there. You couldn't turn that around. It took control and it provided all the information that experts could look at. Uh, and draw conclusions that uh, ultimately led to his conviction. You know, you cross the line and make a mistake in a particular case, undoubtedly law enforcement is going to catch up to you at some point. I doubt the case would have been the same without the toilet bowl. I think, they, I think the jury really did have to see the toilet bowl and see somebody act that out. I was convinced this was murder. I tried as hard as I could to make this a suicide. And I could not conclude that. And that is the tragic tale of Janelle Plutes from Land O'Lakes, Wisconsin. You've done some side research on this? So one of the things that happened behind the scenes was there was a guy who, his name was Shamin Shabani, and I'm probably murdering the Oh, you're absolutely murdering. <laughs> S-A-A-M-I-S-H-A-I-B. Anyway, he uh, committed perjury in this trial. Oh, he did. And what it was was he was a self-described injury mechanism analysis yeah. expert. Uh -huh. And he had a, a title that was given to him by Temple University. He had taught doctors and surgeons about injuries. Uh -huh. So he had like an on-paper title, but it wasn't really an accredited, accredited yeah. thing. And he used it. In court at the trial, right? And well, oh, lots, did, did a lot. He, he was like, trials? he was like one of those expert witnesses. So, did they get a mistrial for well, this? No, they tried to use this against him. They tried to use this to get a mistrial, uh -huh. but his, it was not his soul. It wasn't his information. That it wasn't enough it. to. But compromise this was it. enough that it brought it up before brought it up before judges again. Oh wow! So the other thing is, is our 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 dude here, Doug, Mister Plude. Yeah, Mister Plude. Yeah, this also article also says. 
1999. He was sentenced to 25 years for the for the wife, and he got out. He was he was not, probably not supposed to ever get out of jail. I didn't think so. But, but things got redone. There was a new parole commission, a spokesperson. So he's out on parole. He is he's out of jail. Yeah. He's out of jail. Uh, he he was sent for eligibility date for December of 2020, and he was released in December 8th of 2020. Golly. He is out of jail. Wow. And the horrible part is, is the picture. I'm going to show you the picture. Oh, wow. He is like happy. He yeah. is a big, happy looking dude. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, well, Ooh. I guess you're out of jail on murder. Yeah. Okay, good for you. That's not right. And I mean, Where'd you know, you know, you know, the, the, I, he doesn't, I, yeah, I, he, he hasn't, you know, a lot of people lose weight in prison. No, not, <laughs> Doug that's didn't the first lose thing I said, how can you be in prison all that time and not have uh, lost weight? I thought you're supposed to, you know, lift weights uh, and no, get in fights. He's, well, I'm not even saying, but I mean, you can see he's just as big as he was yeah. before he went in. <laughs> So, um, so, so he is out. He's free. Yeah, that's he is not running right. around in the world. I don't understand that, but that's not it's my, not, you know, thing. No, I, that's a fucked I up legal system. Things. He should have gotten life without parole. Right, and of course, his poor family. And of course, in the article, someone or on on this article, someone had put at the bottom. Was no one at the parole hearing? Yeah. So I would have been there with a pitchfork and I'm, a torch. I'm imagining that it went through rather quickly, and nobody that was COVID. Knew. COVID. Oh, People yeah, weren't going. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Her parents might eat. Yeah, her parents are elderly now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 20, 20 so, plus years ago. So, you know, ago. It, and out there in the real world, he is not going to be having, you know, no. he is not. Yep. Ooh. You screwed up, Doug. You had a good. You should have just, if it's not working out, just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Hey, we leave. do it almost every week, don't we? we? Just leave. <laughs> just leave. But thanks for listening to our tale. Yes. Let's go back to the beach. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.